everybody, and welcome back to Elder Geeks Game Club. This is episode number 47, Star Fox 64. My name is Steve Wilkinson, and joining me, as always, is Phil Summers. Phil, how are you doing tonight? Hello, I'm doing great. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing very good, very good. Thank you. And also joining us is the editor and owner of ElderGeek.com, Randy Senchak. How are you doing tonight, Randy? Doing awesome. Ready for Star Fox 64. It's been yeah. a while. I feel like, a, I, I guess it's been... It's been four it's weeks. Been four weeks. Wow, yeah, because so the last episode that we recorded together was the one with Joe where we talked about Primordia, and then I was on mm-hmm. vacation. You guys released the episode with Mikhail from... Uh, or did I say his name right? I wasn't yeah. on the show. Mikhail. So. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Mikhail. Mikhail. <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry. Sorry, Mikhail. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, so it's been a little while now, but uh, we are back in full force, and we have been playing some Star Fox 64. If you guys are joining us yeah. for the first time, the way it works is uh, for the game club, we pick a game, we play it for a little bit, and then we get together every two weeks, and we record the podcast, we do the video version, and uh, we just kind of have a little informal chat about the game and try to have some fun, and uh, hopefully you will have some fun listening to it and watching it. I think we should turn this into a drinking game from now on, you know, for, right. for our viewers. Whenever we mention, oh. like, the game's title, they should take a drink, you know? Oh, wow. I'm way ahead of them. They'll be, they'll be dead on this one. <laughs> well, on this one, maybe we, could, maybe we could just simplify it for them, and every time we say 64, they'll have to, they'll have to drink. Mm. Yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> well, so are there pause. any sort of YouTube rules, though, about that? I don't know. Is there... uh, you know, there might be. I don't know. <laughs> But then again, there's that one dude who, like, his entire YouTube existence is based on him sitting down and, like, pounding, you know, fifths of gin. So I, I yeah, highly... Yeah, there's people that drink all the time on YouTube, and it's probably all right. You know, if, if, you're, if you're of the under-legal uh, age variety, then just do us a favor and, you know, I don't know, drink something. I, I was going to say soda, but don't drink soda. Soda's terrible for you. Yeah. Terrible. It's garbage. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. There he goes. There he goes. It's bad garbage. <laughs> Go ahead and get one of those nice honest teas. Drink that. Yeah, Cup I your like balls. Cup your I... balls in your hand while you do it. <laughs> <laughs> you emasculate yourself. <laughs> uh, so Star Fox 64. So why don't you go ahead and give us a little? Uh, yeah, backstory. this history a little a little longer than normal because. I uh, I happen to know a lot about Star Fox because right? Phil has like a Star Fox tattoo on his ass. Yeah, I, I kind of got a little out of control here. So guys, feel free that fee. Feel free to interrupt me or whatever, or add in some comments here as as I go along. Or else I'm going to be talking for like 15 minutes straight. All right, well, not that long, but all right. So I figured we would cover uh, Star Fox as a whole here, and not just Star Fox 64, because uh, I thought it was more interesting that way. So, the Star Fox franchise is mainly known for its on-rails, which means you're constantly moving, uh, shooting uh, gameplay. So, it started with the Super Nintendo game, Star Fox, just Star Fox, uh, in, 90, in 1993. And the big deal with that game was that it came with the uh, FX chip, which was what allowed uh, the Super Nintendo to show off, like, you know, one polygon. And uh, <laughs> It was like 10, <laughs> come on. Yeah, like 10 polygons <laughs> at, like, you know... Nine frames per second, and but, it reduced. If you remember, they also reduced the screen size too yeah. when you played it. Uh-huh. Well, yeah, it's it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, did, did you ever play um, Stunt Race FX? No. I, if I did, I don't remember it. All right, that's like a racing yeah. one by Nintendo that used the FX chip, and that screen is even like smaller. It's like oh, half God. the size. Yeah, and, and that game runs like dog shit. <laughs> um, but. But you know the FX chip wasn't just for uh, for polygons because Yoshi's Island made use of it for all the scaling and all oh, that kind of stuff. Oh, that's neat! I didn't, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Um, learn so, something dumb every day. Yeah, you're gonna learn plenty of dumb stuff in five seconds. So, <laughs> so it was all so it was developed by Nintendo with the help of Argonaut Software. They are the guys that brought the uh, 3D technology, I guess, to uh, to Nintendo. So Dylan Cuthbert. Guy's kind of the man. Ooh, um, can I throw yeah. in a timeout here? Yeah, the company is Argonaut Software. Yeah, is that why the ship's names are R Wings? Hmm. Uh, that's a good question. Uh, Did I just? 
I don't know. It's possible. I don't know. <laughs> you got, got me. Got me. There's probably some Star Fox fan that, that knows now. They're just like, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. Just lost my cred. Thumbs <laughs> down. <laughs> Worst YouTube video ever. Start Googling tattoo removal. <laughs> <laughs> so at the time, Cuthbert, he was a young guy, dropped out of high school. Went to go work for Argonaut. 16, I think. Um, he basically became a, a pretty major de- uh, player in the development of Star Fox. Um, he m- worked on a 3D Game Boy game. Now, look this game up. It's called X on Game Boy. Um, it's a Japan-only title, so it never came here. And it's like got kind of crazy 3D stuff for like a black-and-white Game Boy game. So... Um, this was kind of like his door, uh, you know, his, his way in the door to work with Nintendo on Star Fox. Um, they also, speaking of X, there was actually a follow-up to that game on DSiWare. So it's it's almost like a, I don't want to say it's a, like a Star Fox like spin-off, but it's interesting to see like this is the game that, you know, kind of cre- caused Star Fox to happen. You know what I mean? Kind of like the game that caused Portal to happen. It's almost mm-hmm. Portal, but not Portal. Right, right. Anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead. (laughs) So, after the uh, success of the SNES game, the team moved on to create Star Fox 2 for Super Nintendo. That game was never released, uh, but it's actually finished. It's complete. It's out there. People have played it. You can get the ROM of it, of course. Uh, The big deal with that one, though, is that it's not on rails. It's all range, which is you just basically fly wherever the heck you want to fly to and and shoot. That sounds awesome. Um... Yeah, I mean, well, I, I personally like the rail it? stuff, but we'll, we'll get into it. I've played it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, well, I'll get into it in a little bit in here. I, I, sure. I have actually sort of played it again in the DS version. Um, so you can play it. It's out there. Um, so then, you know, they didn't release it. No one really knows the exact answer as to why. I think it was because it was kind of coming out, like, late into the super nintendo's life cycle and i don't know for some reason they felt like it wasn't worth releasing um so concepts like that whole all range thing were kind of worked into star fox 64 which was released in 97 which is when you know it takes a break from the on rail stuff and then usually it happens during like boss fights and you'll circle around like a boss or whatever or when you're fighting star wolf the ever famous star wolf so star fox 64 also called Lilat Wars in Europe. Uh, this was the first game to use, and it came with, the Rumble Pack, which at the time, I mean, I feel like when the Rumble Pack happened, I feel like people, I remember people kind of like making fun of it, but I mean, that kind of like set the standard. I mean, that's, every controller has Rumble on it now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know? And so, I think, I don't think people too, not too many people were like super excited about it with, um, I remember at the time, not so many people were excited about it with, with Star Fox 64. They're like, oh, this is kind of neat. I can take it or leave it. But the game that everybody was really psyched about it with was Zelda, um, especially fishing. Like, I remember like going into uh, EBs at the time, Electronics Boutiques at the time, and, and people were just taking turns fishing with Link sitting in that damn boat and the, and the Rumble Pack controller, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, also there in Zelda, there was the... Um... I forget what it was called, like Stone of Agony or something like that, where the Rumble Pack would kind of like would go off if you were near like some secret rupees or something like that. Like yeah. So they did some cool stuff with it in Zelda, yeah. But um, I mean, I guess in Sony really made it standard when they made the Dual Shock, um, which had it which had it built into it for uh, for PS One. But uh, whoa, lost my uh, lost my 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 place there. So yeah, Star uh, Fox. Go ahead. No, no, I was going to help you out where you were at. But Oh, all right, yeah. So um, it also had, like, a heavy focus on, like, in-game storytelling with, you know, the voice chatter and lots of, like, in-game movies, which at the time, sort of sort of new. Sort of like, you know, if you were getting your cinema, especially on, on PlayStation, you were getting, like, full motion video and, you know, it was always game cut, you know, like, game cut scene game. And it was never, I felt like Star Fox 64 kind of, you know, merged it, you know, made it part of part of the experience as you went along. Um, so that was pretty much the end of Star Fox as we know it, because from here on out, things are just things are just all over the place. So Rare's final Nintendo console game 
which was supposed to be Dinosaur Planet, turned into Star Fox Adventures on GameCube. Did you guys play that? No. It's a bad, it's a bad game. <laughs> yeah, that's what I, I, I heard. It was bad, so I skipped it. Yeah, it's uh, you know, it's it's more Zelda than Star Fox. There's like a handful mm-hmm. of flying missions squeezed in there, but it's just like if you could make the most boring Zelda game ever, like there it is. They made it. They made the most boring Zelda game ever. Ouch. To their credit, to their credit, like it probably st- like if you put that game in today, you would probably be like this game still looks pretty good. Like it looked, it looked amazing when it came out. So when it when it happened, when it released, it looked good. But you know that. You know, that's not saving it. Not a very good game. Terrible. So from there, Namco, they sort of brought Star Fox back in 2005 with Star Fox Assault. This game mixed flying missions, on-rail stuff, but it had, like, a very heavy focus on on foot battles. Like, you're just running around as Fox shooting things. Did you guys play this game? Nope. Wow. We, so we really... Star Fox lost everybody. After 64. Yeah. After Star Fox 64, it lost me entirely. Yeah, so Assault is not a very good game, but it's okay. I, I played enough of it, so I guess I liked it enough. But, you know, it, it's not it's not a classic by, by any means. It has, it has really good music, though. Look it up. Um, so, 2006, Dylan Cuthbert. He gets Star Fox. He kind of gets it back. Um, at this point, he has Q Games. He's, he has started Q Games, which they're known for the Pixel Junk series, which... I'm sure you guys have played some Pixel Junk games. Wow, that's mm-hmm. cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. All right, yeah, see, you're learning things. Yeah. So he was able to get back into the Star Fox universe with Star Fox Command on DS, which I'm sure you guys did not play Star Fox Command on DS. No. Uh, <laughs> and I have a so DS. Star- <laughs> uh, uh, so Star Fox Command is basically Star Fox 2. Like, that idea of just all range modes, like, nonstop. Huh. Uh, that is command but everything's all touch like you know you're doing all their barrel rolls and stuff with the with the touch screen and, uh it's it's an okay game it's we're, we're still not looking at masterpieces here but uh you know it, it's decent it's not it's not terrible but finally uh sort of almost coming full circle uh q games worked on the 3ds port of star fox 64 um which is just called star fox 64 3d uh, it's an exact recreation of that game. Um, they re-recorded audio with most of the original cast, um, updated like the graphics and all that. But I mean, it's pretty much you know spot on, just Star Fox sixty four. Um, interesting note: Star Fox sixty four is the only Star Fox game handled fully by Nintendo, which probably explains why it's great and it's why it's the best one. Why it's the only one anyone's ever played. <laughs> <laughs> But it's weird is that, like, of all the Nintendo, like, brands, I mean, you know, they've outsourced some of their big brands, especially recently. Yeah. But it's just weird that this is the, like, Star Fox 64 is the only one that they have done, like, fully by themselves. It's just, I don't know, strange to me. So, how does Star Fox play? Randy, why don't you talk for a little bit? I'm- yeah, I think it's funny. I want, I want people to know, like, what our notes actually say about this. According to our notes, how does Star Fox play? You fly and shoot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but it's true. I mean, Star Fox is... If you've ever played, like, a top-down shooter, Star Fox is the three-dimensional version of that, but you're, you know, yeah. behind you're behind the ship. So it flies in a, in a typical um, flight yoke uh, situation where your left analog stick, you know, back, you know, pulling back makes the ship go up, pushing down push, makes the ship go down. Uh, you have a main fire cannon, you've got some bombs that you can pick up, and uh, the objective is to really shoot as many things that fly onto screen as possible without dying, and uh, shooting subsequent things and flying through rings of circles gives you power-ups to like extended shields and better lasers. End of game. Yeah. That's <laughs> it. End of, you know, that's it. So, um, I... That's it. Who wants to who wants to fire out their thoughts about uh, about Steve uh, Star- has been the most quiet. Steve guys. has been really <laughs> quiet, and I think we've we've started to feel a little bit about how Phil feels about this during the history. So <laughs> I'm not and people sure. Are t- people are tired of hearing me. I just rattled <laughs> off. Maybe my history was too long. I'm sorry, guys. No, I think it was a good history. Fun. I learned a lot. Yeah, you can tell no, me in the you can tell me in the comments. I think it's suck. important to, to tell all that because I mean, really. I mean, aside from the port, I mean, I guess the the bottom line is there really hasn't been a decent game in the series since this one. Yeah. 
you know? And that's a long time. I mean, what was this, 97? Or 98? Yeah, yeah, yeah 97. Yeah, so that's that's pretty less 16 years without a decent game in the, in the series. And, and still to be held up, you know, as kind of like a flagship Nintendo franchise after almost a, dec- a decade and a half of not having a decent uh, follow-up. Um, I don't know. That's crazy. Um, look, uh, I'll be honest. I I don't like the Star Fox games, and I never have. Um, oh, that's awesome! <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I didn't like this game when it was out on the 64. I, could, I didn't enjoy it at all. Um... Uh, there's things about it I enjoy. I I, I didn't uh, the the whole I did not like Star Fox 64. Um, I didn't like it in '97, and and I I really I tried to get back into it this time. So okay, part of uh, it's difficult because part of this is me talking about a 16 year younger version of myself, and I'm also then my most recent experience. My most recent experience was I had no other way to play this game than to buy it on WiiWare. So I had to buy the virtual con- or virtual console. Sorry, I had to buy the virtual console uh, version of it to play, and then the only way I could play it was with the classic controller, which is that thing that's like this. Yeah, and it's, yeah. It, it was horrible. I, I don't know. Really? Yeah, because those are but the R triggers, the L and R triggers on that thing. You got to like depress them by like uh, right. two inches or something before they it, register it, at all. Because they're kind of because like, they kind of emulate the GameCube triggers. Yeah. It's, bad and and so like i remember playing it on the nintendo 64 controller and it being much better so i mean yeah i mean take that from me you know being what it is but um so i i did enjoy um it back then on some level because i appreciated all the stuff about it you know i don't like flying games is basically part of the problem i don't like flying games at all and i i never have i do like rail shooters so those sequences during the game where you are playing on rails, I, I like to an extent, but not so much as like that I like a game like Sin and Punishment or Panzer Dragoon. Um, <clears throat> I really kind of, I don't know, it's just a different feeling to me. Something about the, the, the Star Fox game doesn't feel like those to me. It feels more like so a... You, so you prefer like Panzer Dragoon, like Orta and Sin and Punishment to this? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I'm loving this, by the way. Bill's eyes, I don't, you probably can't see it because this video is going to be really small, but they're about to explode right now. I mean, I love, or- I love Orta, and Sin and Punishment 2, I think, is like the closest I feel like a game has come to, like, I've liked as much as Star Fox 64, but go ahead. Yeah, no, that, that, that's a, um, well, that's interesting. I mean, I guess that's just a difference of preference. Like, I, I, like, I like Sin and Punishment 2 a lot better than this. Mm. Um, personally, I mean, I can't like fault you for that. It's an awesome game. Sin and Punishment Two is awesome, and Orta is awesome. They're both good. Yeah, and I, I think it's, I can't I can't put my finger on what the difference is between them because at their core, Star Fox sixty four really is just another. Um, it is like a rail shooter, but something about the the way you slow down and the way you have to do. Uh, uh, maybe that stuff worked better on the 64 controller. I'm, I'm having a hard time going, you know, back that far to remember. But on the classic controller, that stuff is just screwed up, like beyond belief. It's it's really tough to pull off a lot of that, like doing a loop. Not not the barrel roll. Barrel rolls are pretty easy because you just got to hammer on the right button. But to do like the somersault, those yeah. kind of moves, really frustrating on the classic controller and uh, not not really enjoyable at all. Um, I felt I, personally. Um, I, you know, to back you up, man, I, to, just to be able to re- record the footage for this, it's not possible to play it on, on the emulator, on the Wii, on the Wii, um, you know, through the Wii market or anything like that, because, um, when you input that into, like, the capture card that I use for my computer, it doesn't recognize that, that signal for some stupid reason. Mm. So in order to capture some of these classic games, I've got to emulate them for, for this. So... When I emulate them, I've got to play them on, like, my 360 controller. And even doing barrel rolls and the backflip... Well, the barrel rolls I was fine with, but doing the backflips and stuff like that was really hard to pull off, you know? And I wonder if it's anything to do with the C button, like the way Nintendo mapped the C button in the game, because there's not really a accurate... And the C button was the the yellow 
thumbstick, right? Yeah, it was the it was the four yellow buttons and the four yellow. Yeah, it wasn't oh, the right, they were, you're they thinking were, GameCube. Yeah, all right, yeah, I'm mixing them up. And and so on the on the classic controller, there's not what really. Is it mapped any... to the stick? Is it mapped to the stick on the classic controller? Yeah, it's mapped to the the right stick, and it's just super awkward to do. It's probably not. It's probably not too bad, right? Because you would probably just have to hit both sticks down at the same time. Yeah, but it was not like it wasn't responding. I was trying to like it would do it sometimes and then not other times. It would it would seem like it never did it when I really needed it to. Yeah, it's and, not both uh, down at the same time. You've got to hit one stick left and the other one down uh, at the same time. Yeah, it's super awkward. And so then so you're basically making yourself go left and then it it, it just wasn't I don't know. It didn't fire properly, and it was really frustrating. I know uh, what you're talking about, man, and I, I had a much easier time of doing it back in 97 or something with the N64 controller. That's the thing about the Nintendo 64 controller. I mean, I, I love that controller, and, and as weird looking, I'm, I remember when it came out and everyone being like, what the hell is wrong with Nintendo? I mean, it kind of sounds like today, <laughs> because every time Nintendo does every, anything, everyone's yeah. like, what the hell is wrong with Nintendo? But I remember when that controller came out, and that was kind of the reaction, but... When you got it in your hands, I mean, it just kind of worked for for games, and 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 those games, I felt like they they were built around that controller, and and when you try to play them other ways, it just doesn't always work. And I've yeah. I've, I've even felt the same way um, in recent years trying to like on virtual console stuff, trying to play like Mario sixty four or Zelda uh, Ocarina of Time through the virtual console. I, I always just felt them to be very awkward. I felt the implementation of Zelda for the GameCube using the GameCube controller was better because you had the the um, the C directional thing, whatever you want to call it, thumbstick. Um, so that was a little better. But anyway, I'm sorry, getting way off track here. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, um, I don't know. I don't know how to explain why I was never really into Star Fox games. '97, um, I was. A, an older teenager, I guess. I think I had a PlayStation at that point, and I think maybe I just was kind of like had had not wasn't really playing much on the 64. So I kind of there were certain games in that period, but I, I do remember playing it, um, you know, quite a bit, especially like with my cousin and stuff. So I just don't remember why I didn't really like it that much. It's just something about flying games don't really do anything for me. And I think that's the thing is like I enjoy the rail parts to an extent, but then once you get to the boss battles, I just remember always feeling like I was struggling to get myself turned around to find the boss and and uh, uh, just always getting frustrated with it. And, and that part of it, I think, is what kind of killed it for me. And I and I remembered that you know as I was playing it this week. Uh, um, each time I would get to a boss battle, I'd be like, "Oh shit, here we go!" And then. <laughs> So I don't know. That, that's about all I got uh, as far as why I didn't like it. I do like th- things about it. I like the music. I mean, I think overall the graphics, for what they are, have held up um, more so than a lot of like PS One games and uh, other games from that era. That's a, it's a weird time in games, and I think I yeah. feel like we've talked about this before that that sixty four bit and thirty two bit era of gaming. Uh, especially the, a lot of the 3D stuff just has not aged well at all. But uh, they all needed hard, to be It's hard done. to go back. Yeah. You had, yeah, we had to go through that time period to get to, to the PlayStation 2 and then the Xbox and everything and, and, and the Dreamcast. But it just looks rough when you, uh, when you look at some of that stuff. But I feel like saying that, you know, um, Star Fox actually uh, didn't look too bad, I didn't think. Uh, when you'll be seeing the footage of, of me emulating it, and it upscales really pretty. Yeah, you know yeah. because, <clears throat> and with an emulator, you can upscale the the resolution. And it upscales very nice. I'm kind of yeah. with you, Steve. I'm not a big fan of Zelda or Star Fox 64. <laughs> Phil's about to cry. Um, <clears throat> I don't. I don't dislike it. It's just not. Out of all the Star Fox games, you know, I guess out of the two Star Fox games that people like, I much prefer the original Star Fox over. Do yeah, by a lot. Why? There was there was so much about the original Star Fox that I that I liked so much better. The the, um, the original Star Fox had a, a lot. You had a, a lot more obstacle dodging in the original Star Fox. Like there were so many circumstances where you had to like turn your ship sideways and fit through the fit through the poles, and you had to like you know 
turn your ship, you know, uh, right side up and, and fit through, you know, proper spaces. So it was more like, I don't know, properly controlling your ship. And Star Fox 64 just feels more shootery than, than the original Star Fox. Not that the original Star Fox wasn't shootery. Um, I think they're really, really trying to take full advantage of the fact that, hey, we're working in a three-dimensional space now. Let's do what we can in this three-dimensional space. And I, and I liked that. The other thing that I really liked way more about the original Star Fox versus Star Fox 64 is the fact that the characters don't talk. <laughs> I hate the sound of Slippy. Like, his voice is like a drill in my ear. And, um... You know, when you're playing it on the on the SNES, if when they were talking, you could just ignore them because they were just like, blah, 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 you know, and you're like, ah, there he goes, he's talking again. But like, as you're playing it on this on the uh, Nintendo 64, you're hearing Slippy talking, and you're like, boy, Slippy, not only are you like annoying, but you're like really incompetent too. How are you flying this multi-billion-dollar starship in what is supposedly like an elite fighting force and all this kind of crap? Slippy annoys the shit out of me. If you if if you if you haven't gotten that. Here's the core of my argument. Slippy sucks. <laughs> well, Slippy does kind of suck. <laughs> I'll give you Slippy. <laughs> um, I think I think that's really it. Like, I I think those are my my big complaints. Like, I feel like I feel like uh, the original Star Fox had. I don't know, they, they rode on the novelty a little bit better. I realize that Star Fox 64 is, is officially a remake of the original Star Fox, but there's a lot of really weird things about the about Star Fox 64 that I don't like. And, and like I said, a lot of it is, is rooted in the voices. For some reason, all of the bad guys either have like a really strong British accent, or, or like in the case of some of Star Wolf's cast, they, they have like a really thick New York accent. And it's like, so are you... Are you saying that all monkeys are evil and they're all British too? So, <laughs> what's up with that? And <laughs> this is this is my final beef on it. What what's uh, what's so bad about the bad guy in Star Fox? Like what? Andros? Yeah. What 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 did Andros really do? Because based based on what I've heard about him, he doesn't sound like a terrible guy. He, well, he sounds like take... he's he's just a scientist who wants to progress, you know, technology. And he wants to roll. He wants to roll Lilat with his technology. Maybe he just wants to bring Lilat together under one peaceful banner. But the belligerent, you know, Star Fox Force, you know, complete with the incompetent Slippy, <laughs> just oh, won't let him have it. Fills out. He's turned it up in its position. Maybe that's what it is. Guys, I mean, I mean, feel- I'm even looking at this guy's like his force, like. They fly this. This will go get me off on a tiny tangent. There was a, there was a part where I think I, I got to play it through the easy route. I don't I don't remember what which, which routes the normal, medium, and hard. But there was a, a point where I went and I'm I'm fighting on like a star or like a magma planet, and um, that that level has got to be one of the most annoying levels I've ever played in a video game. Level's awesome, dude. Do you I, really I, think I, so? I literally just played it. Yeah, dude. I see. I don't like it, and, and here's why: like I'm constantly losing health, constantly losing. Exactly, health. and then they're constantly giving you health. But why am I constantly losing health? Why? Why is Star Fox so fucking you stupid? You only that he you can't... only lose you only lose health if you fly low. Oh really? Hey, Slippy tells you. <laughs> maybe I should have listened to him more, or maybe Slippy I shouldn't said... have not have let him die. I think they all tell you. Yeah, the lower <laughs> the lower you fly, the more you lose health. So if you stick oh. to the top, you don't lose health. Why? Why fly that close to the planet in the first place? Why? They had to take. They had to kill the bioweapon. But the bioweapon needed to live on the magma planet. He lives the in the bu- magma. He was probably going to be unleashed and drop somewhere else. That sounds else like a big probably. That sounds like. <laughs> hey man, they're making him. Just saying. Just saying. Hey, that's I, I why think, they went there. I think this is a blatant anti anti British and anti monkey campaign. <laughs> and also, Star Wolf is way cooler than Star Fox. Star Star Wolf's entire team, except for that stupid pig of his, is way cooler than Star Fox and his team. <laughs> it's funny that you say the pig because the pig is one of the original Star Fox members. <laughs> right? Yeah, I knew that because I, I I watched the thing in the beginning. <laughs> so you guys done like. Yeah, but no, honestly, to me, and <laughs> it, it's a cool. It is a cool shooter. I I do think that it held up well. And like I said, I, if you're gonna emulate it, it actually emulates pretty well. Um, as far as shooters go, it's not so bad. I I think that um, and th- this is 
you know, more along the lines of, of what you had to do in the in the 64-bit slash 32-bit era, I think that I think that a lot of the characters on screen were unnecessarily large and chunky. Um, a lot of some like the interface stuff, I wish was a little bit smaller. Like when you oh, that was I, just that's how it's done, man. That was that was the time. Yeah, I one of the big things I really liked about the original Star Fox was when you put it into first-person point of view, it was a completely clean interface except for your except for your targets, and I and I played it that way a lot. And it showed you, like, where your wings would be. But when you go into first-person point of view in Star Fox 64, you see the, the dashboard of the R-Wing, which essentially would be kind of neat, but it, it really takes up too much screen real estate space. Um, That's not the way to play it. But that, that is the way I played the original Star Fox. I loved that, that like, first-person point of view. Um, I don't know. Death to Slippy. Back to you, Phil. Well, back to me. Uh, let's, you know, real talk. Um, this game's a masterpiece! <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you people? <laughs> I mean, we're for real! This game is awesome! It is ranked like... The, I think it's ranked like, like the 30, God, like 39th God best tier. game. God-tier God game. God-tier game. Like, brilliant, awesome game. So, alright. So I gotta back this shit up. <laughs> can't just say god tier and not you know not explain myself so you know all right where do i begin okay so this game begin how you know, star fox won't let him have his way with him which well, is such a sexual I, I listen i don't care about the story like i don't <laughs> care like i like fox i mean i like the star fox team because i like them but i mean you can put whoever the hell you want in these roles i don't care who it is in them, right so you know I like these kind of on-rail shooting games like this. And, you know, we're talking about Sin and Punishment 2, we're talking about Panzer Dragoon, Orta, stuff like that. Uh, to me, this game is, like, the king of these games. It's like, no one has defeated this game, no one has done better than this. Um, so, you know, when I try and think about it, like, this game has, like, a lot of layers. So, you know, the first time most people would sit down and play this game, they would probably actually beat it. You would probably win. Did you guys complete it? Or no? I got to the final boss. So Not I, this I time. I did when I was younger. Well, all right. So when you sit down and play it, most people <laughs> would probably win on their first or second try. In fact, I can remember when I brought the game home, the day it came out, because I was pumped for it. Um, I did beat it in one sitting. I was, was kind of let down. Um, you know, the way the original Star Fox worked was there was a hard path, a medium path, and an easy path. And you picked that path, and that was the way you went. Um, so essentially three different ways to beat the game. The way this game works is it still has that hard, medium, easy path, but... But it's performance-based, right? Right. You need to do certain things or, yeah, you need to have a certain score in order to make it to these paths. So, you know, you could maybe go off to the hard path, but maybe you sucked on that first hard path stage, so it bumps you down back to the medium path. So, you know, the whole... So what happens is the game becomes like a score game, essentially. So, you know, the first time through you win, then after that you start playing, and now it's about, okay, well, how do I how do I hit all these stages? How do I play all these stages and, and do all these paths? But then, after that, when it gets like really fucking deep, is when now, like, if you've done all that, you're probably really into the game, and now it is like score game. Now it is, how do I get the best score? Not only just like... Like, I, I don't know. I feel like when I was a kid, this is going to sound so stupid, but I feel like I played Star Fox at a professional level. <laughs> like, going back and playing this game, just like muscle memory, like, out the, the wazoo. Like, I freaking hard path the shit out of it and, like, got medals on every stage, like, after not playing it for years. Um, so... Like, when it becomes a score game, you start, like, just, like, the control and just the, like, the feel of everything just all comes together, and it's just awesome. So, you know, I actually, it's weird to say this, but, like, if I ever watch somebody play this game, I get, like, real angry, because... You don't watch the video of this. Uh, like, they are not, I was like, they are not playing right. They are not playing this game right. Like, it's one of those games where I'm, like, a snob about it. Because I played it so much, and like I really love it. So your big thing is okay, you can shoot, but you can also charge shot, and the charge shot locks on, and that is just like the key to everything. Mm -hmm. So you know, if 
so what happens is you get multipliers if you shoot mul- if you shoot multiple things at once and you want the multiplier you know you want that extra score boost so say you have a row of three ships coming at you you always want to aim for that middle ship so that you can take all three of them out at the same time and you can maximize your score um, so once you like have that in mind like that like maximizing the damage of that middle shot like it's just like crazy shit starts happening because you know, there's bad guys where to get the most scores, like you might not shoot them the moment you see them. You kind of wait for them to crisscross, and then you can take out like six guys at the same time, and and you start getting like real like crazy methodical deep about it. Um, there's Rose even master's thesis on Star dude, Fox, dude. It's awesome, <laughs> Randy. Like when you said how you don't need to fly between things like you do in the original Star Fox, like well, and this you, you kind of do, and there's benefits to it, like. If you maybe you'll see like this rogue little building on the first stage, and there's like a little slit. If you fly right through that slit, you'll get more bad guys to pop out that wouldn't pop out otherwise. See, I tried to fly and through then, it, and it looked like I was gonna fly through it. But oh, you could, and you could I, do it. I wanked it, I, I and totally, you would have got bad guys, and you would have got more it. bad guys. And there's all sorts of cool stuff like that where, if you the way you perform in a stage, like you'll get more things to pop at you, and you and it's just awesome, dude. It's just like a for me, it's just like a, a rush, like it. I don't really know how else to explain it, but it's just constant barrel rolls and fire and shit, and it's... Aileron and, rolls. Let's get this right. And aileron rolls. Barrel rolls sounds sexier. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <it>. <laughs> Do a barrel roll, man. Um, and, you know, like, I, I, I'm at this point, like, where... Or I was at this point where, you know, I knew exactly where I was going to use a bomb to maximize, like, the amount of people I was going to... The bomb was never like, oh, I need help. The bomb was always, this is going to kill the most people, and I'm going to get, like, the highest score from this bomb. Um, so I just love how Star Fox can cater to all these different um, play styles. Like, you can just casually play and, and finish and be like, meh, okay. Or, you know, you can dig really deep and get, like, super deep into this game, and, and it rewards you for it. Like, I mean, stupid rewards, too. Like, you know, you start, there's a multiplayer mode, which I actually played a lot when it came out and you know like eventually you can use the landmaster in multiplayer you can actually play as fox in the multiplayer like those are your rewards um but yeah i just i mean and what you guys were saying about like 64 games and and games of the time period there's not much that held that it's held up this well i mean there's just there's just not it it still looks it still looks real good and It it I mean, the frame rate is mostly really good, really stable. Uh, it feels great. I mean, the control, I'm playing on a 64. I actually um, I upgraded my analog stick. <laughs> you oh, can did buy, you? Yeah, you can buy a um, basically GameCube-style analog stick. And install it into those. your N64 controller? Yeah. That's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, so you're not using the shitty things that just wear down. So that weird-ass white powder or whatever that was that... Yeah, I mean, I replaced all those. I replaced all those too a few years ago with new ones, so they saw so online feel real good. But I still want one that's better than that. Um, yeah, you can buy these off Amazon. They're like ten bucks, six bucks, something like that. Huh. Um, yeah, and they're cool. They just plug right in. Uh, yeah, and I played it like that, and I loved it. And there. <laughs> I wish I, I wish I could have experienced it in its uh, original state. Um, for this replay for the show because I really felt as though the, the classic controller just did not work for, for the game at all personally. Hmm. Yeah, I guess I could see it. I mean, I, I, I haven't played with it like that, so I, I don't know, but I'm, I believe you. I'm sure it's not, I'm sure it's not perfect, but you know, and Randy, like you said, like the, the lava stage, you didn't like that. Like I love, like I love the variety of a lot of the stages too. Like, you know, you have the lava one, then you have the landmaster stage, which is awesome. There's two of them, which are like I wish there was more because playing as the tank is has like controls like the R wing, but it has its whole like its own field of the mechanics. It's like the same rules, but I don't know. They just work a little differently, and it it feels different. It's I don't know. It just works real well. The only stage I don't really like, uh, which you guys probably didn't play, is um, the one where the submarine. The submarine. It's an underwater thing, obviously, and it's just kind of slow. And that stage is probably the worst stage. But 
I'm not. I'm not saying like the stages were crap by any stretch of the imagination, but I think it's kind of sad that they the first stage really feels like the most polished one out of all of them, or at least they did something to get the most. I've I've always felt that that way. Like it had the most because you start off over sea and then you go over land and then you're flying through a city and then there's like you know cool rock formations and crap like that. The rest of them seem to have like one motif and it sticks to it throughout the the rest of the stage. Like the first stage, Corneria feels like a planet kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, I can see that, and I mean, I feel like that's <clears throat> almost kind of done on purpose because Corneria is definitely the stage you're gonna always play. I mean, when you yeah. go back to your replays, you have to play Corneria. That's the one you always have to play. So I feel like, why doesn't Corneria have their own uh, defense force? Like, why do they have to call in Star Fox? And some well, question: Where does Star <laughs> Where does Star Fox live if he doesn't live on Corneria? And if Star Fox is a mercenary, could could he potentially work for Andros if he paid could enough? Work for Andros, he could work for Andros if paid enough. Sure. Doesn't Star Fox live on his big Star Fox ship? But he has to hail from a planet. Who's flying the Star Fox ship if the other guys are flying the thing? Rob sixty four. Rob sixty four flies it. Which, by the way, I love that his name is Rob sixty four. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean the storyline stuff is silly, but. Uh, I guess you guys didn't play Zonus. Zonus is just like an incredible stage. It's just you're flying over just like this polluted like ocean, but there's also these spotlights. If you get caught, then you're screwed. And you, I think, I think actually, if you get caught, you get bumped down to the medium tier stage. And you oh, really? Yeah, you don't get to advance to the to the next hard part. Um, that is just like an awesome stage it's just like non-stop shit flying at you and just really cool like set pieces the boss is awesome um and then after that uh is a really cool stage too um it's right before you land down in venom to go fight andros it's like a you know it's another space battle one yeah but the star fox team is like invading his fleet and you're just like strafing over like these huge ships and they're firing like there's just shots everywhere and you're destroying satellites and it's just like Zonus in that stage back to back is just like awesome. Destroying Actually, dozens of years of research and, and oh, yeah. progress. Yeah. yeah, fuck him, man. <laughs> Star Fox is a mass murderer. He <laughs> is. He totally is. Andros is just trying to peacefully push his way forward, you know? Yeah. He's like he's like the Nathan Drake of the sixty four bit era. <laughs> <laughs> and Andy I really like the original Star Fox, I do, but I yeah. just it's got. I, I just think it's so. It's just got nothing on this. I mean, I think it's a good game, but I just think like. I mean, it's definitely dated. It's. Oh I yeah. I could see if someone played it today. Like I would play it, and I would still like it and still enjoy it. But I could see if someone played it today, they'd just be like, "This is fucking bullshit." And yeah. I'd be like, "Yeah, you're, you're probably right. It's probably not that good." What's funny uh, is I think where you are or were or whatever with Star Fox 64 is where I was with the original Star Fox. Like I was, I would play that game like crazy. I would. Intention- I was there too on that one. Yeah, I would intentionally break the wings off of my R wing just to make the game harder on myself and like <laughs> let you know tell my my or I would force my teammates to die. So I would make it as absolutely hard as possible and still fly through like the hard stage and and uh, complete it that way. Wasn't um, it so awesome the first time you saw like the the demon polygon head? Yeah, awesome. that was pretty cool. Yeah, but um, I think it was just in a when Star Fox sixty four came out. I think it was in a, it was in a different place entirely because when the original Star Fox came out, I was probably when did that come out? Ninety three. Original, yeah, ninety three. So I was like fourteen, and when this one came out in ninety seven, I was in college. So I think I was just in a totally different mindset at the time. Maybe you know? that is it. I mean, I was um, I, I was probably a freshman in high school. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it, it was it was a different mindset for me. So like when I was when I was in college, we were I remember when we would get together and play games. We we were always playing um, you know Goldeneye, and the few times that we actually got to sit down and play Star Fox sixty four together, it didn't have the same effect. Like going from Goldeneye to that just wasn't the same. Like it was it was a more comparable experience to go from like Goldeneye to Mario Kart sixty four. Right. You know. Right. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. I mean, like the game is not known for its multiplayer. You know, that's not. It was a cool bonus, you know, but yeah, it's not it's not one of the memorable ones. Yeah, like Goldeneye, Mario Kart and some it of the wrestling. Of, it kind of felt like back then like every game on Nintendo 64 had to have the four four player split screen multiplayer. It yeah, just I, like Goldeneye like a, Goldeneye blew like, those doors open, man. 
yeah, yeah. There, there was a lot of games that had that thinking back oh yeah yeah well they had to make use of those four ports dude yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i you know really i think that's i think that's it i think i was just in a completely different mindset and um i don't know i never i never really grew back into liking you know uh, star fox 64 that much so yeah and i don't mean to sound like i'm you know, I'm you, just guys, are, you, guys, are, you guys are allowed to hate it. You're allowed to hate it. I don't, hate, I, I don't like, hate it. I, just, I don't hate it. I mean, for me, like, hating stuff is, is pretty, you know, it's got to be really, really awful yeah. for me to hate it. And and this isn't, it's not an awful game. I respect it and everything. And, and I have found some things I enjoy about it, but I was just never really into it. And I don't, and then, you know me, I'm not like, uh, doesn't mean that that's a slight against you liking it. It's just the way I am. And, and, uh, yeah. I do hate Slippy. I kind of hate Slippy too. I, I mean, I hate him with passion. Like he is I terrible. And I, I truly think that Andros is misunderstood. <laughs> He's a bad guy. He is not a bad guy. There's no proof that he is bad. Maybe the crazy dog he, general. There is. He want, He says it. You fly to him, and he says, "I want to rule Lilat." He wants to rule it. That he's bad. Why, why, what is so wrong with trying to rule Lilat? Maybe Lilat needs to be ruled. Maybe Lilat <laughs> like... is falling into chaos without a, a, without a benign dictator. And the only way to control that is to get rid of the crazy dog general. What's the, the dog general? The crazy dog name? general is only concerned about Corneria. The safety of Corneria. Well, not really. I don't I guess know, man. He's telling you about all the planets. All right. Well, whatever. Corneria, if you think about it, Corneria is fighting back and it is reclaiming all this territory. That was rightfully, you know, Andross's. No, he took it over. He took all of it over. Possibly peacefully. Probably through, like... He is not a good man. (laughs) (laughs) I don't care. care Go go ahead. ahead. I'm going to make some popcorn. I don't care if he's bad or good. The game's... He could be... I don't know. He could be, yeah, sure. That's the big reveal. He's a good guy. I don't care. The game's still awesome. The story doesn't change it for me. I don't care. The game is pretty awesome. And honestly, when I think about it, I think about um, it's almost like in a, in, a, in a lot of ways, it's a lot like Afterburner. It's like Afterburner, but made for a better console, you know, uh, audience. Whereas Afterburner was really great for the arcade. I don't think Star Fox would be able to live in the arcade. You know, does that does that make any sense at all? I didn't like Afterburner either. Really? Do you get flagged at airports as being a possible, like, communist or, or, like, you know, terrorist or anything like that? Are you on a no-fly list because of these things that you say? No, wait, why do you like Sin and Punishment, though? What do you like about Sin and Punishment? I don't know, it's just, it's the the control, the way it controls just feels more comfortable to me. Uh, Are you talking about the the way you move around the screen? Like, Sin and Punishment, you don't really go forward, you don't go back, you just kind of... You know, right? <laughs> I hope like, somebody makes I a gif it. out of that. Are we talking about the Wii one? Yeah, I've played both, but yeah, I've, I've more recently, obviously, I've played the the Sin and Punishment too, um, which is awesome. Please it's a great it. game, and and Jeez. yeah, I don't know, I don't know how to explain what I like, why I would like that, and not the other one. But I think that's part of it is just the feel of the controls. But there's not really, I can't name any flying game that I like, really. No, not the, like the X-Wing I, games or Rogue No, Squadrons. I hated them. Really? No, I, I didn't like them either. Um, trying to think. No, no, there's just never been a flight game that I've been like, wow, that's, that was great. No you Wing know? Commanders? No? I'm not big on those either. I don't really? like those either. I'm like more, I like the on-rail shooters like that. I mean... And I think... It, yeah, and I don't know. I, I feel like... Like I said, like I think at Star Fox, you've got that on-rail element, but it still feels like like you're still moving forward and back and through the space as you're going through the rails, you know? And I find times, there were just times when I'm, you know, trying to maneuver myself in such a way so that I can get back and shoot the guys that are, you know, uh, kind of cascading. Hanging out in your periphery. Right, yeah, and, and a lot of times I just... I don't know, all over the place, and and it just didn't click with me control wise, and and again, I feel like I enjoyed it more when I was younger, but I can't really remember, and I I don't have the opportunity right now to play it on Nintendo sixty four, so I can't really make that comparison fairly. So take that for what it 
what it's worth, I can't make a fair comparison because I'm playing it on this controller that I feel like just doesn't do the game justice. What about the new uh, Kid Icarus game? I like that a lot. Yeah? Are, are they comparable? Like, I have not played the new Kid Icarus game, but are they, are they comparable? Of. Yeah? It's actually more uh, comparable to um, Star Fox Assault. Because really? it mixes, because it mixes the on rail stuff with on foot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would almost com- in my mind, I would compare Kid Icarus more to Sin and Punishment than than Star Fox. I think yeah. it's closer. Kid Icarus, yeah, Kid Icarus is awesome. It, that's it's a fantastic game. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Cool. So, um, uh, yeah. 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 Does that round out our thoughts? So, like, we've got Phil, who's still in love with the game. Steve, who yes. never loved the game, and I'm kind of. I'm somewhere in the middle, but really thinking that Andros is just misunderstood and that... <laughs> Seriously. They need a spin-off, an Andros spin-off game. They need an Andros spin-off game, and they really need something where they're... They need, like, a backstory and, and just let the players know how it was that Slippy beat out all the other, you know, potential pilots. Like, what happened to the, all the other pilots? Did they die off in, like, a like a crazy maybe, anthrax invasion maybe he, maybe he murdered them in their sleep like Seriously, in the like, barracks yeah, maybe he's he actually like he's the bad guy yeah. but he's the bad guy he, he is like so went incompetent. down there and blew up the planet before everyone got there and then he's there, like, oh, there is this part with, with Slippy I was laughing at he's, he's he comes out real slow it's like he's basically being chased and usually when they're being chased they're like oh I got somebody on my tail you know shoot them but yeah it's like real slow. Usually they fly, they're just, you know, they blaze out and they're being, ch- it's like real slow. He's coming out real slow and then he's got three people on him real slow. And then he goes, and then like, you don't really have time to get over there yet. And then he says, oh, you guys think you can take me or something like that. And then yeah, yeah. by the time he's finished saying that, I have now killed everyone. Everyone that is following him is dead. And he's like, yeah, I showed you guys or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like, you I, when he, shit, you little dick. I, when he but, said that, I was like, you smarmy little <laughs> fucker. I did that. You know, it was. <laughs> I laughed at it though. I mean, maybe laugh. <laughs> now, Randy, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Yeah. They make a, a new Andros game, spinoff game, all on its own. It's a Wii U exclusive. Randy, do you have a Wii U? Will you? Would you have a Wii U in your house? I don't have a Wii U. Play the Andros. I would, I would borrow yeah, one. Would you get it? He's saying, would you buy the Wii U? If for there was it? an Andros specific game, yeah, I, I, I might, uh, I might go down that route. All right. You man. know, just curious. I think I think it's a good way to go, and I really do. I like this this channel of Slippy secretly being like uh, batshit insane, <laughs> you know, like like secretly he seems innocent, but he like stabs bitches in his sleep, you know, that kind of guy. Well, if you know, well, I guess Nintendo owns a Star Fox IP, but because I was going to say if Rare ever started making games, you know, at Microsoft, then maybe that that could be the game, like a modern updated, like kind of like a gritty. <laughs> Raw version of Star All Fox. Right, by the where... way, I, I thought I thought of why Slippy's part. I thought of why I, I know why Slippy is a part of the team. He is a great mechanic. That oh, is, is that what it is? He is yeah, he's such a great mechanic. He's always great pointing mechanic. out the the weakness in the enemy's defense. <laughs> Thanks, Jackass. The bl- the blinking yellow spot didn't say anything to me. I only remembered it because they make fun of the sub and he gets upset because he made because he made the sub. Oh, really? <laughs> well, I guess he worked on it. I, don't, I mean, I don't... <laughs> So shouldn't he be flying the Star Fox blimp mobile and, and let Rob 64 fly the jet? Yeah, what what is the giant Star Fox jet called? The, the Great Fox. It's the Great Fox? Yeah. I love how it's got the logo of the game plastered on the mm-hmm. side of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, a Star Fox is showing up here. Comes, like, they're labeled. They're like... Yeah. <laughs> I do. You know, there, there's also a part of me that really likes the Star Fox series, just in general. Just because it's... It's Star Wars without saying that it's Star Wars. You know, there's so much about it that is blatantly Star Wars. Some of it was a little heavy-handed, yeah. Yeah, like the fact that there are wings. They're not X-wings or Y-wings or B-wings. They're R-wings. And then, uh, you know, the very first intro scene where you show, um, you you fly into the asteroid field and and the the great fox flies in and it's firing away and shooting the asteroids. That's that's Mm -hmm. clearly part from, like, Empire where, like, the... uh, Star Destroyer is flying through the, you know, It's even got a field. Force Ghost. Yeah. Force... James McCloud shows up. So, so I mean, th- there's a lot about <laughs> it that I like, and, and, and I like when games nod to classic, to the original trilogy. You know what's interesting about it? It's like, it's just... The thing with Star Fox, and I think what gets... 
All right, so there. I mean, this is basically a furry game, right? I mean, they're all now it is furries. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, I feel like the first one and this one. You know, there's like a fine line, you know, like between oh, this is a furry thing, or you know, if it's handled well. And I think like Star Fox is like handled well enough to where it's like not completely embarrassing. I mean, I think at the time we weren't. Here, here's we, how you can pretty much determine if you go onto DeviantArt right now and well, do a do a search for Star Fox and like Slippy. Well, you'll the find that. Oh, okay. It exists. It exists. Well, because now, I mean, with with um, it got weird with Star Fox Adventures because that, you know, that's like the Zelda-ish one, and they introduced like this girl character. Crystal. Oh yeah, yeah. And he's like all like, oh man, she looks so good, like that kind of stuff. And it's like, oh no, I mean, we're getting in the furry territory now. It's like getting weird, and it got, and that is where it got weird. And then it gets weirder. Like in Star Fox Command, it has like one of the things is it has like a bajillion endings. And all the endings are like, you know, Fox breaks up with Crystal and stuff like this. And it's like, oh, no. Like, we're now, now we're, this is bad. This is like where someone has to say, this is where we make Star Fox. This is where we re- reboot it again. And we cut all this freaking cornball shit out. And I, I would be behind and the it's Star Fox and it's, reboot. And it's fairy time, you know? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, hopefully, it would be, well, not hopefully, but uh, it would be awesome if, like, Retro were making one. If Retro were doing a Star Fox, it would be awesome. That's one of like the the rumors that's been floating around forever. E3. Believe, believe there was actually a rumor of uh, last year. Do you remember? Do you remember the Star Fox Cross Metroid rumor? Oh, thank God oh, that yeah. was not true. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, Nintendo's not doing a. They're not doing a presser this year. Well, they're they're not doing a keynote, but they are yeah. still. They're having smaller events where they're going to unveil all their games that are. I'm sure they're going to they. If they don't announce games, then they'll yeah. announce games. Yeah, I mean, what's what's prob- like my theory? Is- oh, were you gonna say something, Randy? No, I was just crossing my oh. fingers. I was, I was. Like, oh yeah, like, please. I mean, they have games. to, but like, you know, what's gonna happen is their normal time, whatever. It's Tuesday at twelve noon, which yeah. has been the last however many years. They will probably have like a mega Nintendo Direct, which is just, and it'll probably be awesome because it's probably just gonna be like boom, 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 boom. None of that friggin' just walking around on stage being embarrassing and you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. just it'll cut all that shit and it'd probably be like just like a cool presentation of just like all their shit. And, you know, everybody everybody's gonna get the same information and news and that's probably just how it's gonna roll. Everybody's gonna be finding out about it before I do, and I'll be there. That's how it goes when you're there. <laughs> we we were get when we were at the the one we went to, we were getting more news from Phil's brother texting him. Oh really? <laughs> he was back at home watching yeah. the watch, watching the live blogs and stuff because that was before uh, video was streamed on the internet. With right, such, right. Um, yeah, so he was like texting us news, and we're like, "No way, really!" <laughs> <laughs> and, like we're like there. And I think the way it's working for the press, uh, if I understand, is like they're all going to show up at that normal time, and all that shit's going to be playable to them. Like you know, instead of them listening to Reggie, they're just going to go play for. A while before I guess like the show officially opens or whatever. Cool. So, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I wonder what the uh, the rationale was in that. I mean, I almost part of me wonders how much of it is just Nintendo kind of reaching this point where they're like, well, you know what? No matter what we go out and do on stage, like everyone's just gonna like say we're full of shit anyway. And yeah. then so like, why even bother? Why don't we just not? Why don't we just like skip? Because I imagine they have to pay a rather large sum of money to rent the hall for. Well, I think they're still renting the same hall. I mean, I think that's where well, everybody's going. I don't mean like I don't mean like the space. I mean to rent, like to to take over the the stage, the theater. Yes, the theater. I think that's I mean. where they're still doing stuff, though. I think really. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I could be wrong, but I, I thought I I read that. But, but I guess but still the man hours putting into the putting into the uh, the the presentations and crap like that, and and right. you yeah. know that that's a ton of work that goes into. And it. Re- really, all the all. That you know, they could, like you said, they could cut all that shit out and just put out a Nintendo Direct and some, you know, a couple of releases and stuff, and be like, "Here's everything. Go, go play not, and, go and talk about and, it." Yeah. And, and I and think it, another thing that they mentioned is that they said E3 was always their global show. Um, and if you notice, like their Nintendo Directs, there's always a Japan one, American one, and a European one, and they all, even though a lot of them have a lot of the same stuff, they also differ for like, you know 
games that are coming out in those territories. So mm -hmm. I think what they'll do is they'll probably release three videos and they'll all highlight the stuff from those territories. You know what I mean? Instead of going up there and giving the here's everything for the, you know the world, it's going to be more targeted towards that market. Hmm. Right. So. Yeah, personally, I, I love the Nintendo Directs. I think they're great, but I'm not, you know, making my living covering game right. news. So I could see how that would be frustrating to someone who, you know, uh, makes their makes their living breaking that news and then having that kind of taken away from them. Why that might leave a little bit of a bad taste in their mouth. But yeah. for me, for me, it's just a guy who likes to play games, and yeah, I think they're great. I enjoy them. And a lot is so great he is great uh, okay. I, I i like him too he, i think he's a really great uh uh figurehead for a company or a spokesperson because he's you know he he has fun with it you know he's willing to just kind of goof on himself and uh, i think that's a uh a good quality i think uh J jack trenton Tr Tr trenton I, i'm saying trenton like the capital of our state yeah. Um, <laughs> I think he's another one who can kind of you know have a little fun with it and poke fun at himself too. Yeah. But not yeah, so much, not so oh, much the dude, not the Don dude, not him, the dude with the hair that's like like over the guy the from Diametric. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> oh, the worst man. But <laughs> <laughs> like, Don comes out and it's just like. You are... I know we're all geeks or whatever. It's like, you are such a geek. Like, you're such a, like, nerd man comes out. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> oh, you nerds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, uh, like, everybody probably makes fun of him the moment he walks away. Like, he's just, like... that. That's how he comes off to me. Like, <laughs> like you know? Like... <laughs> Fucking Don again, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, you just, like, I don't know. There's something about Don. I don't like Don. Well, maybe he's a nice guy, but as far as him being a, a presenter. I'm sure he's wonderful and his family loves him. Actually, he's probably a complete douchebag. <laughs> Anybody making that mullah is probably an asshole. <laughs> oh, shit. Everybody that works with him hates the Don. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. So, yeah, so that's Star Fox, and I, and I hope. I mean, Star Fox is basically dead right now. So, I don't know. Maybe it's for the better. How did the uh, How did the 3DS version do? I mean, that came out a couple years ago, right? How did that sell? I don't really remember. I mean, it, it probably did okay. I'll put it this way: I didn't buy it. Yeah. <laughs> Neither did I, so... You know, and I love... Well, I mean, I would not expect you to buy it, but... Well... I mean, like, die-hard Star Fox 64 fan didn't buy it, so... Yeah. Yeah, that that says something. I mean, I, I, they've definitely... It's been damaged, the brand, over the right. years. It's a shame. Yeah. yeah. In, in in much the same way as, like, Banjo-Kazooie, I, I would say. Yeah. Nuts and, Nuts and Bolts wasn't a... Didn't like that one? No. <laughs> no not so much. That's all right. Banjo, Banjo wanted to secretly suck anyway. It's okay. Do you really? Well, we could we could do all that at like a whole yeah, other time. Yeah, I mean they were cool. Like they were cool at the time, but looking back, it's like yeah, these are they're okay. Donkey Kong sixty <laughs> Donkey Kong sixty four though is the true king of the shit. That is the worst garbage. <laughs> Awful. I, I hated. I hated that then. That didn't even trick me then. Like, yeah, I, I don't even it. think I played that one. Oh, it's dumb. Huh. Alright, I'm sorry, yeah, we, we've been we've been going on for a bit. Long time. Oh. Yeah. Next time, we're talking about Fez? Yes, we will be back in two weeks discussing the game Fez. We're going to be playing the spreadsheet edition, which is the, uh, the PC version. <laughs> <laughs> spreadsheet. Is that what it's really called? <laughs> oh, okay. No, that's, that's, everybody keeps saying it, and I'm like, keep, maybe, maybe he went back and called it spreadsheet. He, you know? he should have. That would have been phenomenal. <laughs> that would have been a great self-parody <laughs> right there. But no, I think that's the, the title of the NeoGaf thread for it, and okay. uh, and that's just what everyone's been calling it. And that's now with uh, pivot table macro action. Um, and why is it that? Because he said that's what computers are for. Computers yeah, are for yeah. He said computers are for spreadsheets. 
he's only making the game for for video game consoles and it turned into a whole thing shit storm from people and i i don't really care i don't mean to sound like i'm like hating on the guy for that because he gets plenty of that from all over but i just thought it was kind of funny and i and then he realized that the market's changed and he wanted to make some money off this game and <laughs> yeah well i mean uh, but well that can all be for discussion for next yeah time. yeah I'm sure there's, uh, um, there's an interesting story in there i'm sure you know that, that led it to get end up on the pc yeah word yeah yeah so uh yeah uh check us out head over to eldergeek.com make sure you uh check out the facebook page follow us on twitter follow our uh or subscribe to our youtube channel and our Twitch TV channel as well. You can find this podcast on the iTunes store along uh, with other places like Stitcher Radio, uh, whatever the Xbox thing is called at this point. Who knows? Uh, Android <laughs> podcast directories. We're, we're all over the place. I have an Android phone now. I I, uh, oh. I subscribe to our podcast through, through, uh, through that, and it works fine. I found our podcast. I can't remember where the other day, but it was it was uh, it was in a pretty strange place. But we, you, like you said, if you look for it, you can find it. It is in weird places. I found one uh, some website where they basically just take YouTube shows, and then they have like a whole site like designed and laid out and everything, and it looks like a website. But then all it is is just listings of episodes of like shows like ours and other ones and they're just on there and it's got like the whole description and everything in there i'm like looking at it, i'm like what the hell website is this <laughs> it's, not like they, it's not like they stole it they just took the youtube embed code and put it in their own thing and right. bizarre to me but okay i guess there's like a reason to do that i don't know what it is but I'm sure they i'm I mean, sure they figured out how to make money from it somehow i get it probably yeah i mean it still had our gamers gate thing in there and it's not like they did any sort of editing or anything to it it's just weird somebody out there has to figure out how to make money off of this internet thing (laughs) 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 Uh, that elusive internet internet thing is blowing up (laughs) gotta get in on the ground floor make some big money (laughs) 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 Uh, made me sad (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so Fez play it let yeah. us know what you think about it also yeah. let it... send in your feedback send it to uh, send it to us on Twitter send, post it on the Facebook page or, or in the YouTube comments underneath this episode of the show and we will be sure to read it and we will see you then in two weeks thank you guys very much for tuning in and have a good night goodbye <laughs>